My name is Craig Pickin. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the uh, the Aerospace Executive Podcast. I am uh, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled to have Dennis Volpe on with me. Um, Dennis is a, a principal leadership coach and executive performance coach um, with the Leadership Research Institute. He's in the process of uh, releasing uh, an upcoming book called Transition on Purpose, which uh, illustrates uh, success, failure, and resilience in uh, as people transition through their careers. Um, on the leadership side, he's a Naval, Naval Academy graduate. He's a former commanding officer of a a guided missile destroyer in the Navy, um, taught leadership classes to upcoming uh, to, to midshipmen at the Naval Academy and future Naval officers, and uh, is helping companies now uh, develop uh, develop their leadership and uh, and talent maps. And uh, welcome, Dennis. Thanks for thanks for coming on, Craig. Uh, thanks for having me. I, uh, I I absolutely appreciate the opportunity to uh, to chat. Just. Thrilled to have you here. So you're you're doing some coaching with uh, you're, you're doing some coaching with a couple high profile companies in the the aerospace arena. What are you What are you teaching them now? It's a pretty chaotic time to be a to be a leader inside well, an aerospace manufacturing company. Yeah, yeah. So the avi as you very well know, the uh, the aviation and the aerospace space uh, is uh, is interesting. Um, there's probably a better word than interesting, but uh, we'll just stick with that. And uh, the key piece, uh, you know, that uh, that I'm spending some time in is focusing on what you can control rather than what you can't. And um, when when we think about the things that we can control, well, we can't control the past, right? We can't control what happened. We can't control that we're you know, it knee deep in a pandemic. And we, we don't own the future either. Because who, who could have planned a pandemic last year? And we don't know what, what's, what's up ahead of us. So what we can focus on is the present. And focusing on the present, there's really, you know, as a leader, there's kind of four things that you could focus on. Your attitude, your behavior, your actions, and your effort. And uh, the attitude in terms of, you know what, this is hard, but it's not impossible. And understanding what you can do as a leader to really engage your workforce is what I've been focusing on. How do you keep, so if I'm a leader of a business, specifically an aviation business, and, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know if you're coaching remove all sharp objects from the building. Um, but you know, it gets very hard to be a leader with you know, resilient, you know, with a lot of you know, when you're you're you know, you may be laying off people, you may be cutting their pay a little bit, you may be you know, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. How do you keep yeah, you know, how do you keep a positive attitude and how do you keep it all 
how do you keep the wheels on the bus? I mean, that's a, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a challenge. A lot of people are yeah, having yeah. right now. And, uh, I, I, you know, Craig, I, I revert back to something that I learned, uh, way back as a uh, midshipman at the Naval Academy and, uh, from vice Admiral Stockdale, uh, who, who is, for those who don't mm-hmm. know, um, he was, he was a Navy fighter pilot. Uh, who was shot down over uh, over Vietnam and was a prisoner of war. Yep. And, um, you know, Jim Collins in his book, Good the Great, actually talked about the interaction um, between him and, and Admiral Stockdale, which then became known as the Stockdale Paradox. And how do you balance realism and optimism? Mm-hmm. And uh, understanding that, you know what, things are difficult. You know, we do have to, in fact, you know, lay some people off. But guess what? We also have to say, what does the future look like and how can we maximize our efforts? So in in a situation that's trying, how can you look at it from a positive perspective rather than just focusing on, yeah, this, this sucks and, um, you know, we can't do anything about it. Because once you do that as a leader. You're done. You, well, not only are you done, so is your team. Everybody's, everybody's done. Well, it was interesting, yeah, because Stockdale talked about, you know, the, you know, the optimists were the ones who took it the heart. We're, we're going to be home by Christmas. Well, right. Christmas comes and goes and they're disappointed. Yeah. The realist is like, hey, look, we'll, we'll see where we're at at Christmas and then we'll, you know. Yeah, and, maybe we will, uh, maybe we'll not, but we're not. But you know, we just got to get, we got to get to Christmas in the meantime. Yeah, we'll let, let's out. get to Christmas and 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 see where we're at then. And um, you know, and in our current situation, I think every leader should take a step back and say, okay, where am I? Where do we need to go? What are the obstacles, and how do I maximize? the effectiveness and efficiency of my team. What do I have control over and focus your, I like to say your attention, your energy on, and your effort on the things that you can control. So here's a question, you know, there's, you've got a couple of different types of leaders. You've got collaborative leaders, you've got sort of command and control leaders, you know, what are you doing now? Are you bringing your team going in? All right. We're, we're, we're kind of in the midst of it. you know, how well, do we get how do we how do we get through this? Um, or does it take a command and control leader and saying, hey, look, this is what we're gonna do, this is the path we're gonna go. Um, you know, step in line and let's, you know, yeah, let's head down the path. Uh so I, I think the answer could be two things. One, it depends. <laughs> and two, both. And uh, I think as a leader. We have a responsibility to our team, regardless of how big or how small it is. And our responsibility is to provide reality in a collaborative way. In terms of defining reality, defining what the desired end state is, and what their role is in that journey. Um, Because if they don't, because perspective is a huge thing. 
And uh, if you don't take the time as a leader to make sure that the perspective of the people on your team are aligned, and I like to say everyone has a shared consciousness of reality, uh, then you're doing them a disservice. You're not doing your job as a leader. Um, And sometimes there's a need for that command and control. Sometimes you have to let people know this is the direction that we're going to go. And guess what? We may have to pivot. (laughs) But right now, this is where we're going, and this is why we're going there. So when you're teaching leadership in the Naval Academy, you've got these 20-something-year-old future Navy officers, and you know you were the captain of a destroyer. Uh, um, I was a frigate captain, not a destroyer. Frigate, captain. Sorry, frigate. <laughs> um, but you know, you 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 know, as, as the captain of a destroyer, it's 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 a I'll say it's a benevolent dictatorship in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, we're yeah you know, we're yeah you know, we're you know, we've got the crew. We want to make sure the crew is taken care of. Um, we got the officers. We want to make sure the officers take care of. We want to make sure everybody's doing their job. But at the end of the day, you know, you're the guy with the target on your back. You're the one who's in charge. Um, you know, how does leadership from yesterday, you know, when things where everybody was fat, dumb, and happy, we're all making money, um, the economy was good, industries were growing, to today, how's it changing a little bit, or is it changing? Well, I, when I think back about teaching leadership, there's, I think there's three levels or three different lenses of, of awareness that a leader needs to have. And uh, those lenses are self-awareness, social awareness, and then situational awareness. Uh, and, you know, how well do you understand yourself? How well do you understand and and manage yourself based on the interaction with other people? And that's where that social awareness piece comes in. And then the situational awareness piece, and that's kind of what you're you're alluding to. How is that situation impacting you as a leader? And how is it impacting your team members? Because it's going to impact your team members differently depending on where they are personally, where they are professionally. And everything else, and understanding that even though there's there's a huge you know forest, if you will, of, of team members, there are individual trees out there that you have to pay attention to. And if you don't, then again, you're not necessarily doing your job as a leader. Now, as as a military officer, you know, a naval officer, and a, you can understand this and appreciate it. Mission first, mm-hmm. sailors always. Um, because we spend a lot of time, I think, lately talking about emotional intelligence. And, you know, we need to be more emotionally intelligent and we need to be more emotionally engaged and everything else. And that's 100% correct. However, we also still need to be effective and efficient. And uh, if you're not effective and efficient, that's going to impact you as a leader. That's going to impact your organization and everything else. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I think of the media today and there's, you know, you read, you know, you read a lot of the hoopla on the media and, you know, there's this great misnomer around that, that, that great leaders got to be nice. 
I gotta be, you know, it's like, we're all gonna sing, you know, we're all gonna have, you know, it's, it's gonna be like, you know, Disneyland and we're all gonna be, you know, you know, pixie dust and we're all going to get along. And, you know, I'm kind of like, Hey, look, I cry. I cry a lot of bullshit on that. Excuse me. Um, you know, I, I think, I think it, it's not being nice is it's, it's great. If you can get, if everybody can be nice to each other and get along, that's great. But at the end of the day, I think it's about, you know, communicating clearly what the organization needs, you know, the direction of the organization needs to be going what everybody's role in that organization is and what success will look like, not just for an individual, but, but as a group. And, you know, there was Craig, there was, there was an article the other day about uh, Harvard business review article that talked about recruiting um, emotionally intelligent like recruiting an emotionally intelligent workforce. Um, and I, I thought it was very, very well done. Uh, but that was only, in, in my opinion, uh, somebody who focuses on emotional intelligence, um, that was like 20% of the equation in terms of uh, emotionally intelligent teams uh, because it, all it did was look at the recruiting piece. It didn't look, to your point, at, okay, if we have emotionally intelligent team members, how are we assessing them once they're part of the team? And how are we developing them? And also, how are we acknowledging them, both positively and you know, negatively? And what do I mean by that? You know, if, if you're trying to develop an emotionally intelligent culture in your organization, and you have folks that can't get the job done and they're not emotionally intelligent and they don't care about an, it, people, mm-hmm. what are you doing as a leader to acknowledge that performance? And then what about the people who are getting the job done and taking the care of their people and making sure that there's clarity in terms of roles and expectations and people know that what the priorities are and what their role is in that equation? How are you rewarding that behavior? And uh, do I I think that you always have to be nice? No. But if you can get the job done based on the expectations and the priorities that are given to you, and you can do it having developed an atmosphere and a culture of, of trust, throughout your team and that organization, mm-hmm. then you're the person I want to work for. You're the person I want to spend right. time with. Yeah. Um, so getting okay. the job done and doing it well and empowering your team is, is what matters. Yeah. I always think about one of the better CEOs I ever worked for. He was, he was sort of a, a little bit of a tyrant. You know, I don't say he was a tyrant. It's just, yeah, you, you had to have your, you had to have, you had to understand the 10 questions he was going to ask before you went into his office. And he had answers to those 10 questions because you, you said, what, what is he going to ask me? Yeah. And, and you didn't go in half cocked. You didn't have, he didn't have time for that. You didn't go in half cocked. You didn't go in thinking, Hey, what are you, you know, going? What do you think? It's, Hey, look, here's three options. Here's what I think. Pick, pick the option that you like best. And and you sort of did it because but but if you went in half cocked, he would eat your lunch. 
But at the end of the day, I think about where he took the company from you know, here to here. And the strategy was dead on. And what he was looking for was, hey, look, I can't, I can't do it myself. I need people to execute. And we hire smart people to do smart things. Um, don't always be looking to the leader to lead. Be a leader yourself and help the leader lead. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the, I think that's where a lot of the stuff gets mixed up in the noise. It's I'm always looking for the leader. Well, well, you know, be a leader yourself. Yeah. And well, and Craig, I think you highlighted a couple of things, right? You you called that leader a tyrant. However, you exemplified how he provided his expectations up front. He provided the priorities that he was looking for, and he provided direction. Yep. Um, so you know, and I had a very similar commanding officer uh, when who, who's now you know a, a four star admiral, uh, and you know some of my contemporaries had the same impression, but he absolutely provided his expectations up front. Right. You know, sometimes we thought that, you know, he really wants us to figure out how to stop the you know world from spinning. But you know what? He told you, this is what I expect. Figure and this out. is why I expect it. And these are my priorities. And you know what? If you met those expectations, if you made the effort to get things done in that prioritized way, Things were good. Yeah. If you failed to meet those expectations and you didn't actually have a reason, that was, you know. That was bad. That was bad. But, uh, you know, with the understanding that sometimes the situation impacts, you know, your ability to get things done. But if you did everything within your control and within your team's control to get it done and the situation impacted it in such a way that it couldn't get done. It was understood. It, it may not have been appreciated, but it was understood and it was appreciated. So to your point, you know, from a leadership perspective, you know, when you think about there needs to be leaders at every level and, you know, don't always look up to get, get the answer. Well, who are you looking for, right? When you start thinking about who are my team members, who do I want on my team? Well, you're going to be looking for those people that can not only provide you with reality, but then provide you as, as a leader with options that look at, well, this is what's, what's happening. This is how I look at it. These are the risks that we need to appreciate. And these are my recommendations. Rather than somebody coming into your office saying, hey, Craig, uh, this is what we've got going on and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that always drove that always drove me nuts. And it's it's like you know, um, you know, where do we go? What do we do? It's like, hey, look, I don't know. What, what do you What do you think? Well, I don't know. I'm looking to you to do. It. Yeah, yeah. Once again, it's just one more the the one minute. You remember the one minute the, the monkey the one minute manager. I want to throw the monkey on your back. And uh, and now I hope you enjoyed the latest out. edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthstarESG.com. Or check us out at www.northstar.com.
rockstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.